Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Dimitri Kirchev. Me and Mr. Nikola Stoikov would like to welcome you to the ninth episode of Trading Patterns. Hello, Mr. Stoikov. Hello, Mr. Kirchev, and hello to our lovely audience. And glad you're sticking with us for episode nine. <laughs> Today's episode is going to be about healthy habits, correct? Um, yes. Um, I think that the most important thing is that uh, we want to put first thing first. And uh, since we've already given you a little bit of a taste of what we do, I'd like to say uh, the story of multiple role models. Um, we want to speak about multiple uh, or kind of healthy habits, but uh, one of the kind of like important thing is to add and subtract. So we're going to talk about adding healthy habits, but first, very important is to remove unhealthy habits or to uh, basically be able to diagnose them or at least uh, be aware of them. What are you going to say, Mr. Kirchhoff? Do you agree with that? kind of a healthy mix of adding and subtraction. Do you know how to subtracting, subtract? Subtract, subtracting has always been more difficult for me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> adding more girls and more cars is easy, but subtracting them? Seems so. Yeah. Oh, so <laughs> five girls and five cars is good, but going from five to three, not so good? No, no. <laughs> right. It's easy to go uh, from two to 200, but from 200 back to two. That seems one. to be hard, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Downsizing, downsizing in general. Downsizing in Not general. So Subtracting. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. Um, I want to tell our audience like a story that I've shared um, with a few, a few of the people here and with Mr. Kirchhoff. And the story starts, when does it start, Mr. Kirchhoff? What do you think? When does the story starts? Starts with the Rasputin? <laughs> right. <laughs> um, it starts with some imaginary trader. Uh, let's call him for all kind of like, you know, for kind of purposes. We don't want to speak about imaginary person without a name. Let's call him Nikolai. Do you think that's okay? That's fair. That's fair. <laughs> Your name, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it could be me, but it might not be me. Let's say that this trader is a young 20-something-year-old trader living in New York. You like that, Mr. Kirchhoff? Sure. Right. Good direction. Good direction, right? Wall Street? Right. Well, working on Wall Street, he's trading. And he's actually trading, uh, I don't know. Yeah, he's trading. And Nikolai doesn't care for role models. He doesn't have the time for role models because why Mr. Kirchhoff? Why do you think Nikolai doesn't care about role models? Because he doesn't need one. Because right? he's his, he is his own role that's model. That's right. <laughs> that's right. He's the new Renaissance man. He could do it all. <laughs> and uh, Nikolai doesn't re realize it, but he has role models. And his role models are uh, not in any particular order. Something like Rasputin, Warren Buffett, or version of Warren Buffett, and Mike Tyson. What do you think happens? All three of them? All three of them, yeah. Well, I guess it depends uh, who is who in what part of the day. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> it, turns out, it turns out that uh, since Rasputin is actually the most important role model. The most uh, important. Uh, yeah, I mean, that that's what... Nikolai actually uh, really wants Damn to be Rasputin. <laughs> That's right. Um, uh, he uh, Rasputin is active uh, very early on during the day, and that happens to be during the trading day. And there's virtually no stock that moves that Nikolai doesn't want to jump on the train uh, trying to trade it. 
So yeah, go Nicole. to bed with figuratively. That's right. He basically like you know tries to jump on any stack that moves, anything that moves. Nikolai wants to jump on it, and he doesn't realize that that's sort of Putin trading. And then after the market closes, Nikolai likes to go boxing just to kind of unwind. And uh, while he boxes, he tries to be Warren Buffett. <laughs> and he tries to... <laughs> reasonable. <laughs> reasonable with people. <laughs> and they beat him up. And late at night, sometimes when he goes out, he starts acting like Mike Tyson. I mean, this is the time to be Rasputin, but Nikolai is acting like Mike Tyson and just like, you know, acting like a tough guy and just bumping into people, looking at people like, you know, it's a in a tough way and you know what happens to Nikolai they fucking beat him up outside <laughs> <laughs> they freaking beat him up outside <laughs> so yes that's, that's what I call a rough day yeah it's a rough day Nikolai re- realizes that um, Mike Tyson is probably not who he is so he drops Mike Tyson but you know what he continues to do he continues to trade like Rasputin and at night he gives people valuable investment advice about 10-year horizon. And who does uh, those valuable advice goes to? It goes to women. Yeah. And Very we, interested party. That's right. And women begin to wonder if Nikolai is gay. Because <laughs> <laughs> they have like, you know, a black uh, short dress, a skirt on. And Nikolai keeps talking about the value of long-term investing. And that's not your audience. <laughs> Yields and everything. That's right. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, this is like an imaginary story, but to a degree, it does happen to be true. Do you think that's true for most people, Mr. Kirchhoff? Yeah. Yeah. I would I would like to think it is. I mean, not that I enjoy acknowledging that such things exist, but I, I think most people are like that. What are the examples when you've seen people being unaware that they're trading like Rasputin. Are we talking about particular people? Yes, in your personal experience. My best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Can you share that example? (laughs) Well, it's exactly like you mentioned it. Like he, for one day, he would make the volume of shares traded more than traders in the company that have been around the block for a very long time, much more than him. And he would be net zero. That's right. Net zero, because he liked that stock, then he liked the other stock, and then the other stock. Right. Uh, so. It's We see it all the time. And we see it, like, especially people like that old and young, experienced and inexperienced, and people are intrinsically unaware that they actually uh, are trading like Rasputin. It's, it's very sad when you realize it, because the person could be old, could be married, and could have given up on the physical representation of Rasputin. For example, he could have two kids and a wife and kind of like already, okay, I'm never going to be Rasputin. But he still trades like Rasputin. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, the most important thing is like, you know, the, this is uh, this is like, you know, uh, the uh, important thing is that uh, uh, we're not realizing um, the importance of kind of like our decisions and what attracts us. And uh, I've s- it's very unrealistic to expect that like a young person could actually really <laughs> go over the hump and be able to control his excessive sexuality. But nevertheless, 
nevertheless, I've uh, over the years I've come over like several things that could be important um, or could help you in terms of like you know basically be more focused. And the most important thing, the most important thing, is basically be aware of your surrounding. It's one of those things that sometimes you walk by a trader and you see like you know a sticky note uh, with written with an exclamation point like point um do your plan and trade your plan and maybe even several exclamation point that's with the stick it note on the monitor and you know what's the background of the monitor fancy car that's right a lamborghini <laughs> really <laughs> oh, oh, that was oh, very oh, hard oh, to oh, guess oh, or a girl in yoga pants doing like a perfect <laughs> downward facing dog <laughs> yeah Right. I mean, the most important thing is that basically like, you know, uh, it's, a, it's a very healthy habit to kind of like keep those distractions away in that particular sense that like, you know, you could be, you are what you look at. And if you look at the Lamborghini or you look at a bunch of attractive girls like, uh, I don't know, like a Victoria's Secret swimsuit edition or something like that. Russian models. Russian models. On Instagram. On your, on your, on your screen, your background. I mean, you're going to look at your background two, three, or maybe, I don't know, like, you know, 200, 300, maybe 2,000 times a day. And you would every single tick, those cars and the girls would be getting closer or away from you. Don't you think that would be very kind of nerve-wracking? It's like with every single tick, this Lambo is coming closer <laughs> or getting or away. Right, right. So the most important thing is actually kind of like, you know, the surrounding that you're, what you're looking at the background. This is actually very important uh, in terms of thing. Uh, f what you call the hygiene of your training environment. So it's like, is it neat? Is it not neat? Do you have like, you know, large monitors? Are those monitors kind of like ordered uh, in some sort of a nice uh, kind of neat way? Are your filters, are your screens, are your scanners like, you know, colored? correctly or they like you not know, too bright the next important thing that's kind of like uh, is in my uh, my mind is that uh, a trader since there's downtime he begins to mix work and pleasure so he's active for the opening maybe one two hours and then he kind of relaxes and what does he go and do goes YouTube, on instagram instagram that's right social media yeah Social yeah, media. Yeah. Um, and what do you do when you go on, you know, for example, Instagram? You follow some Russian girls. <laughs> Russian models, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean, uh, the important thing is that maybe sometimes you have the stamina or some sort of a kind of willpower to return exactly like trading. But the important thing is to say that the pattern of uh, work hard and play hard really does not work and trader really tries to work hard and play hard during the trading hours and uh, that's just not not very good idea not a very good idea what is a good idea it's a good idea to first of all not go on social media and if you do uh, to go in a very uh, kind of limited time frame maybe before the market opens or after the market closes but not during the market hours to make sure that uh, you don't get the habit of just going on widely. The second most important thing that happens is to stop, like, you know, sending uh, messages or excessive, like, you know, connections with, like, other people. Um, unless they are related to work. Sometimes you'll be in some sort of group, uh, 
and that that could be important but in general like you know trader is really distracted by many different things just to reduce your distractions but the most most important thing that the one that i can find it that really um, kind of overwhelms or underwhelms is the trader specializes you need to specialize and you need to stop looking at all markets that are not directly related to your market it's trader like you know begins to like you know think about trading crypto trading gold trading currencies trading stocks trading like you know oil and all those markets are very different and you really need to make a commitment and uh, choose one maybe two markets in the most and uh, that's that's probably what a trader doesn't really want to do because he wants to have a harem of markets that <laughs> that he wants to <laughs> so not only a harem of stocks but also markets that's right a harem of markets a harem of markets and uh yeah the uh, the important thing is that uh, this is very hard this is very hard and most traders are probably like you know way too distracted um let, let me give an example uh, for example um, a market he doesn't follow or a stock doesn't fall or like you know suddenly becomes trending on twitter or like you know youtube or like you know or one of his friends starts doing it and a trader easily goes on and just kind of like hey let's see watch the action and the important thing is that um, a trader needs to concentrate and just be able to willfully ignore all the distractions and enjoy them I was very interested one day. I was walking by our one of our better traders, probably one of the one of our best traders we've had. And as he was walking on the street, he virtually didn't see me. He virtually didn't see me. In that particular sense, that he was so kind of like engrossed, he was so much uh, thinking and. And that was before the market. He wasn't thinking about the position that um, he didn't see me. Um, it's very hard to understand that uh, kind of the edge or ability to sustain uh, um, profitable trading is predicated on the fact that you kind of stay concentrated on trading just a few things that you know well. And once people begin to like trade well, uh, they virtually go into <laughs> an overdrive <laughs> and start looking at things. They start thinking about buying cars, contacting girls, and all kinds of things. Have you ever heard the adage that says that you're either lucky in trading or you're lucky in love? No, you haven't. Have you? I haven't, but I talked to some of the traders here, uh -huh. and a lot of them told me that once they get out of a relationship, your trading goes up, like it picks up, and they... They kill it. They kill it in the market. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've noticed that with friends in, in New York, and we were laughing at it and didn't understand why. But this is a very typical uh, cycle. What happens? Uh, let's say a trader concentrates for like a few months, and he actually starts like you know building a winning streak, and then he comes up with the great idea that he plays hard, and then he's gonna. Uh, he works hard and then he needs to play hard and then he starts riding five six girls <laughs> at the same time or nearly at the same time and he just kind of uh, 
loses a little bit of the edge that he had. Nothing really happens right away. Nothing really happens right away. Maybe for a month, maybe for two, maybe even for three, nothing really happens. But something will happen. And he doesn't really check all the uh, facts that well. He doesn't really check his reports that well. He kind of forgets to see what the calendar is about. He makes like you know quick decisions. He takes a little bit more risk than usual just because he hasn't lost recently. And then suddenly something happens usually and he goes down. And then he swears that he'll never kind of relax <laughs> the belt that much again. And he just concentrates on his training. And two, three months after the successful training, again, he's on the peak of... Uh, Mount Stupid, <laughs> and he thinks that uh, uh, this time he's learned all the lessons, and then uh, yeah, then he's gonna he's gonna basically um, be a profitable trader. The most important thing is that the reason why most people trade uh, and why most people fail at trading is the excessive se sexuality, the inf excessive um, kind of multitasking. They basically try to do too many things, try to acquire too many things, try to do too much. And uh, this is uh, really the problem. So this is the subtraction. So this is a very hard process. We're not physically wired to subtract easily. This is a very gradual and slope kind of prospect or project or undertaking. And it's a lot easier to add a habit. Both good and bad. Yes, <laughs> both good and bad. Then to subtract a habit. But yes, well, one of the most dangerous habits that's going to um, kind of come into play in your trading career, if you try to build a trading career, is your excessive sexuality, your um, willingness to trade or engage in multiple um, kind of tasks at the same time or follow multiple tasks at the same time, or just multiple markets. Um, excessive leverage uh, over trading is usually usually um, the kind of like the end effect of uh, many of those uh, kind of like uh, ideas that you could be too many things at one time. Have you ever tried that, Mr. Kirchhoff, to be too many things at one time? Did that work for you? <laughs> yeah, I, I <coughs> I've tried. It didn't work well. I see. Yeah. Uh, from my experience, once you try to do many good things at once, right. the latter things that you tend to pick up, they kind of destroy what you are already good at. Stop your good habits. That's right. That's yeah. Right. That's right. So it, it it becomes like a cannibalism in yes. some sort. Yes. Uh, I mean, for me, that was kind of like, you know, when you did the party episode, the party in New York City. Party in New York City is very addictive. And it's like one of those things that like, you know, you think as a trader, like you need to go on top. But the reality is it's, uh, it really is, Mr. Kirchhoff said, it destroys your healthy habits. I was recently acquainted with like, um, some sort of like a personal driver of a very wealthy person here in Bulgaria. And we would say that this person is probably worth a hundred million dollars, something like that. He told me that, like the lifestyle. That person said that hey, uh, he had two Rolls Royces, five mistresses, along with his wife, and he would be just chauffeuring <laughs> mistress one from two to three and so forth. And then I asked him, uh, immediately stopped him, said like, 
what was this guy's health? He must have been sick. And he kind of stopped, looked at me and said, yeah, he had diabetes. Very like, you know, hard case of diabetes. And people don't realize it, that like, hey, the lifestyle of like two Rolls Royces and five mistresses and a, a wife, wow, enviable in the life of most young people, it really does come with diabetes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that, that kind of stuff reflects on you. Yeah, and I'll tell you another thing. Uh, you wouldn't be able to trade if you choose that lifestyle. I mean, you would probably, uh, yeah, you you definitely lose money. Uh, you will not be able to trade well. Maybe in some other professions, maybe in some other areas, people can maintain their lifestyle for a long time. But in trading, uh, if you choose that lifestyle or try to make it uh, in any significant time frame, um, yeah, um, you will not be able to maintain uh, that lifestyle and be a successful trader. Yeah, I guess once you start doing, let's say, two things simultaneously, uh, difficult, possibly doable, but still quite difficult. The problem is that, like you said, Mr. Stoikov, excessive sexuality, we want more. Yeah. We try to stack things up to do things somewhat simultaneously, more and more and more. So hypothetically, if that guy had one mistress, <laughs> <laughs> maybe then it would have worked. Yeah, maybe his diabetes wouldn't be so rough. Uh, we don't hypothetically. know. Yeah, of course we don't know. Yeah, we don't know. But five is excessive, don't you five think? Five is excessive, yeah. I um, recently talked to a friend of mine who he was doing well. Yes. his work and uh, he met a girl he was single at the time uh -huh. so he met this girl they started going out he would go to bed religiously at 10 p.m uh -huh. but once he met that girl she started telling him hey why don't you stay up later like why don't we watch a movie or uh -huh. two movies all right why don't we eat snacks late at night something nice. he would avoid doing so he would he started going to bed at like three four five a.m nice couldn't get up for work <laughs> he would be late for work that reflected his health like uh he would get sick more often uh -huh. yeah so i think the key point here is as long as it's not excessive you could do one or two things in addition simultaneously right as mm. long as you don't turn your back to your yeah we, we're, gonna, we're gonna we're gonna talk about like adding healthy habits but we really do like you know really want to say that the importance is subtracting unhealthy habits. Yeah. And, very, and very often what people try to do is you try to add healthy habits, but they never got rid of the unhealthy habits. And we want to like, you know, make sure that we speak about subtracting unhealthy habits. And not subtracting healthy ones. <laughs> yes, uh, unhealthy habits, I'm sorry. And uh, then adding the healthy habits because they really, it's not going to be a very uh, big progress if people just try to add healthy habits to already unhealthy ones. Yeah. So you could make progress by adding healthy habits, but just as much by subtracting unhealthy ones. And one of the most like, you know, dangerous unhealthy habits is exactly this excessive risk taking, excessive uh, sexuality, excessive kind of like, you know, um, attention to like, you know, many multiple um, kind of like areas i think that warren buffett said it best and this is like really an exercise for our readers and uh, for, i'm sorry for our listeners and viewers uh, write 25 things that are important to you and then subtract 20 
<laughs> I mean, <laughs> cross out 20. <laughs> and the interesting part is like, if you actually try to do this exercise with anybody, and once you point out to a person that he's trying to do more than, be more than five things, he know what you, you he usually say, Mr. Kircher? I'm special, I could do more than five. <laughs> 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 trust it uh, when I say it it's like you know this is a very common one so the, the most important thing is to it doesn't matter if you're smart if you're not smart if you're like you know special in some way um, trust it take it from Warren Buffett nobody's that special you cannot be good in more than five things and uh, most people try to be good at 10 or 20 different things and that's just you end up being good at nothing so it's like one of those things and like you know the choices we make if you try to be a rasputin i could promise you you're not going to be a trader for long it's just one of the things you could be broker uh, you could be in sales <laughs> but you're not going to be trading if uh, your own model in explicit or, or implicit is rasputin and you need to control that kind of excessive sexuality by kind of like your environment when you're trading and uh, kind of like uh, daily habits, daily habits. But the first one, it's need to be recognized that uh, you cannot change or maintain daily habits that much as long as like, you know, every single time you get on top, you try to be Rasputin. And that's, that's a very big problem in, in people. How did Nikolai... The uh -huh. imaginary, yeah, imaginary trader. Yeah, the imaginary trader. How did Nikola, the imaginary trader, stop being Rasputin with his trading style? Once he realized that he actually uh, likes trading and investing more than he likes sex. The the reality of it is like you know this is really like uh, it, it it's really kind of like not necessarily more, but of equal importance. So it's like, you know, sex is kind of like, you know, enjoyable and like, you know, very pleasant. But it's always trading. And to just realize that, hey, like, you know, in order to do successful trading, you need to do all things right. You need to go to bed early or like not too late. You need to be kind of like, you know, doing Excel spreadsheets and some sort of research and stuff like that. And once you stop doing that, uh, you will stop trading successfully. And uh, just reminding myself daily that, hey, like, you know, sex is important or like women could be fun, but so is trading. And the one most important thing is like uh, maybe for our listeners is to ask yourself, like, do you really enjoy trading that much? And if you do really enjoy it, do you enjoy it just as much as sex? And if you enjoy sex more than trading, well, you clearly would, would trade like Rasputin. <laughs> I have a question. Um, yes. Trading. Yes. As a profession. Yes. The success in trading is measured with money, right? How successful it's you are. It's measured with a lot of things. At the end, is always money. Yeah. But at the same time, it's also measured by uh, quality of your results. So in that particular sense, somebody could get lucky over a course of like five to ten years. So maybe the characteristics is some sort of a sharp ratio or certain ratio. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, invariably, it's measured by money. It's very so, measured by money. Uh, uh, my question is the following. Uh, 
when you say that the imaginary trader Nikolai realized that he enjoyed trading more than having sex, mm -hmm. did he enjoy making a bunch of money or did he enjoy the journey? Basically what you said, making the Excel spreadsheets, the research, all that. It's so a is the final destination more important than the journey itself? It's a slow transition, but you need to make the steps toward trading uh, um, pleasant and enjoyable. So it's not that uh, trading is more exciting or more pleasurable than s sex. It's just it's different of equal standing, I would say. And the most important thing is that people are um, kind of unaware, but you need to learn to enjoy making those Excel spreadsheets. If you don't enjoy making the Excel spreadsheets, if you don't enjoy like uh, writing a diary, um, uh, things um, things are not going to go well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it, it's like think about it in terms of like you know courting women. It's like if you buy just any flowers, would that kind of get you <laughs> give you too much edge so it needs to be a nice restaurant uh, maybe not the best but the nice restaurants the flowers need to be thought of kind of like you know be neat at the least and it can't be like you know some sort of like a an effort is required. yeah an effort an effort and your ability to sustain that effort is uh, basically dependent on the fact if you enjoy it you don't need to enjoy it all the time you don't need to enjoy it um, kind of like you know immediately But at some point, you need to enjoy making those uh, steps towards successful trader because otherwise you're not going to keep repeating them. Yeah, I think I think that's that comes, I think, with experience. Like I realized that it was a very strange realization. I realized that, hey, uh, if I do make a very decent Excel spreadsheet about the trade and the Excel spreadsheet says it's a good trade, You know what happens? I never lost. <laughs> so if I make the effort to make an Excel spreadsheet, a decent Excel spreadsheet, not like, you know, just yeah. like five rows, <laughs> something like that, and kind of double check the data. And sometimes, sometimes those spreadsheets could be like, you know, quite uh, elaborate. But the reality is like, if I made an Excel spreadsheet and it did, did produce some sort of profitable results in the end, And if I do that trade, it's a hundred percent like you know I never lost. <laughs> and maybe and maybe that just speaks like how <laughs> how bad like Excel spreadsheets I've made. But yeah, or maybe just like you know when I decide to make good Excel spreadsheets, those were trades that really inspired me. But yeah, the track record is there. If I make a decent, very decent Excel spreadsheet, I don't think I've ever lost. So the two are connected. Yeah, the, it seems to me they're connected. My my experience says that they're connected, uh, and I think that they are connected. I don't really have like you know a twenty or forty year history of making decent Excel spreadsheets, <laughs> so, I, so that's more than that. But I do have uh, several years worth of uh, making good Excel spreadsheets, and I can tell you when I make a good Excel spreadsheet, I win on the trade, practically no exception. All right. So to wrap it up, a trader. And needs to watch out for excessive sexuality. Right. That is like the trader's worst enemy. That's right. Uh, people have difficulty subtracting. They try to be 25 things. My advice to you is that uh, you really take, if you take my word for it, you're not that special. 
you can now do be six great things. Try doing five. And after 10 years, if you could do five, you could try the sixth one. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, people, like two years into training, and uh, the people, they tell me, oh, Nikolai, I'm special. I could do seven things well. No, you can't. You could do seven things well for a little bit, but then something's going to happen and everything's going to fall apart. So yes, you could do five things well for a very, very long time. And once you do it for 10 years, you're allowed to go for six one. <laughs> but like, you know, going for seven or eight, the beginning of your career, things go well for like a year and you think that that's going to turn out to be great. Um, well, you're naive or, or optimistic. And of course, I don't know if, you, if you're not special or not, but this is an error that most people do. And that's like a repeated pattern. In order to succeed at trading, you have to see things that other people don't see. And that's actually tremendously hard. Sometimes it happens, but usually you don't have that much foresight. You don't see that different than most people. And then the other thing is be willing to do things that other people are not willing to do. And I can tell you we're going to talk about adding or changing a little bit, adapting uh, patterns. But one of the patterns that like, you know, habits that people are not willing to let go is their excessive sexuality. You know, they think they're Rasputin and they want to be Rasputin. And uh, the funny thing is that uh, even if they don't realize it, and that's that, that would be funny if it wasn't so sad, actually. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that they don't realize that they want to be Rasputin. <laughs> right, so my uh, best friend who used to work here, he clearly had Rasputin as his role model in trading. So what advice would you give to him? Because a person that overtrades during uh -huh. the day clearly goes to bed with any stock. Yes. So, and clearly there is a correlation with having Rasputin as a model, role model and seeing exactly the same things other in the markets are seeing. So what would be that thing that is different, that sets him apart from other traders? Right. Um, I know the person that you're talking about. <laughs> um, it's difficult to give people advice. And specific. I, I, I could tell you what I tell to most people and I don't know if this is applicable, if he would agree to do it or not. But uh, I'm a fan of Eastern kind of philosophies. And in Eastern philosophy, the idea is like chopping wood and uh, shining objects. And uh, the object that I tell people to shine is their bathroom. <laughs> so <laughs> go work out hard and clean your bathroom, or clean your like environment extremely well. And as we said in the previous exa example, not just kind of like clean it up kind of well, Rub it. Yeah. Blowjob effort. <laughs> <laughs> make make things shine. Uh, and uh, this is, again, this is not me saying it. This is kind of like what I've picked up from Eastern religion. Some sort of a physical effort. A physical effort. And uh, some sort of like a idea to clean the environment that you're in. Everything to be clean. And uh, this actually works wonders. And uh, the important thing is that like, if you clean your bathroom today, nothing's going to happen tomorrow. But if you put the effort and make things tidier and shinier for a month, you will see the difference in your 
kind of emotional uh, stamina and the kind of ability to withstand stress and ability to follow your plan. I mean, the, the person that you're talking about, I think that he had difficulty formulating a plan and sticking with the plan. The plan was basically to um, subject to change. And that's a very kind of common thing. Uh, in, in that particular sense, there's no right way. Do you need to always stick to your plan or do you need to adapt it? Obviously, the question varies. Like, you know, in certain circumstances, you need to stick to your plan. In certain circumstances, you need to kind of like adapt it. But in many different ways, um, kind of sticking to your plan is probably more difficult for most people. So most people are very willing to change their plan. What Mike Tyson said, everybody has a plan until they get hit in the jaw. So <laughs> once the market moves against you, <laughs> uh, many people kind of just <laughs> change their plan or yeah. just abandon it. So, But that that's a function of kind of like, you know, um, of other habits. But the, the underlying habit usually is like people try to do too many things. We're going to talk about fixing you know, kind of like healthy habits, like this kind of like shining object and uh, physical effort. But um, first we want to say that this is not going to work unless you take a hold to kind of be able to significantly reduce your success, uh, excessive sexuality. If after two, three months of successfully doing one discipline, you start like speaking to five, six girls, that's, <laughs> that's going to be counterproductive. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I agree. <laughs> you do? <laughs> <laughs> Have you done this, Mr. Kipson? <coughs> yep, guilty. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right. All right, Mr. Stoikov. Thank you very much for your insight. Ladies and gentlemen, focus on subtracting. Hopefully, we're going to be talking about adding. adding. That's right. That's right. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Please, you can like and subscribe. Yes, please like and subscribe. It's going to help our channel grow bigger and uh, we'll be able to reach out to more people. Right, right. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Kirchhoff, and thank you to our lovely audience. And uh, see you for episode 10. <laughs>